Assalamu alaikum and welcome to our 113th episode of ABC Islam and our 78th episode of our second series Islamically Independent. We are two Muslim sisters to buy the ABCs of Islam all the way to XYZ. Today we're talking about a very important topic and that is all about Pride Month. Now this is of course a very um, you know controversial topic in Islam because there are obviously a lot of Muslims and non-Muslims who both talk about what does Islam say about LGBT and about Pride Month and as we know june is pride month so we wanted to start this month off with talking about this topic because so many muslims especially in the western culture some muslims are just very confused on what to do in the situation where you know your friends might be celebrating pride month your school might be raising awareness about lgbt and you as a muslim you feel almost like you are being pulled on two poles um like you know one side is telling you that you should just follow the western culture and then the other side is telling you to stick to your islamic values and also if you're a non-muslim you're also welcome to listen to this podcast because we'll talk about exactly what we muslims say about lgbt so hopefully this will be informative and and in this podcast episode, we'll be discussing, number one, what made LGBT popular and also what makes Muslims want to be part of LGBT nowadays as well. Secondly is what does Islam say about LGBT? Thirdly is what to do if you have temptations on LGBT. And the fourth one is what can we do in this month um, of you know, Pride Month to actually ensure that we are following Islamic values but also respecting others. Now, b- before we get started with this podcast episode, I'd like to introduce my sister and how are you doing today? And, you know, what do you think about Pride Month? Is it something that you hear about a lot in living in the UK? Definitely. And I am doing amazingly well, alhamdulillah. And I just wanted to say that Pride Month is something that I didn't know personally that's happening this month, even though it happens every year. But I, I just didn't know it was this month and i feel like this is a very good topic that we should talk about in this podcast episode because it's something that it is very um always there in your face but we don't speak about it or we don't try to remove it from our face because we are afraid because it's like a that a bee that might sting us so we try to get away from it so it's very very good that we're talking about this again in our podcast in one of our podcast episodes because this is very very important and i think that muslims should be aware about this Definitely. So um, I was honestly just checking just to make sure that June was LGBT month because I did not want to, you know, say it. Um, but, you know, there are, it is definitely celebrated all over the world at different dates as well. So it might not be for you if you're living in another part, but it's definitely something that has going a lot of um you know rise it has rose a lot within the past couple of years, especially in the last few decades. So um. Now we wanted to get right into the podcast episode. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very well too. And of course, always make sure to listen to these podcast episodes with an open mind, especially if you're non-Muslim or if you actually don't know much about, you know, certain rules and laws like this one. So without any further ado, we're going to get right into it. And the first question that I'm going to be asking my sister is, what made LGBT popular? And especially, why are some Muslims also now coming out to be gay, lesbian and part of LGBT in general? Okay, so <clears throat> I think that LGBT is becoming very popular in my personal opinion is because of fear of missing out and also popularity because I believe that people think that being p- part of something which is very trending and something which is very hot and something which is everybody wants to talk about and everything like that makes them feel like they, they want to be part of that as well even though deep down they might not be feeling as so and Muslims are becoming like that because they believe that I think some Muslims think that if they be, become part of the LGBT or they support 
support L- at least the LGBT community, they're going to be shown as, as people who are very open-minded, non-judgmental, and they're very accepting of others, or they're very tolerating towards others as well, without realizing that there are certain things that we need to always keep it as a boundary within us and saying that, yeah, um, I know you want to say this or you believe this, but my religion doesn't say so, so... I think that Muslims are very forgiving and very tolerable and when it comes to these kind of, in these kind of situations or topics and they think that by being part of the community of those kind of communities is actually going to make them look like very open-minded. So for example, let's say a guy is named Abdul and he has friends who one of them might be gay, for example. He might be thinking, he knows within inside him that, you know what, I'm not really supportive of this. Uh, my religion said no. But because he doesn't want to offend um, his friend Mark who is gay as well, um, he he just becomes friends with him he's very open-minded he goes to these places where all the other gay people are there as well because he doesn't want to look judgmental and also because of this maybe pressure of the muslim society is seen as a terrorist quote-unquote type of a society where everything is you know war and no peace and everything like that so they maybe muslims think that by accepting these kind of communities going to make them look open-minded and at the same time of course peer pressure and also fear of missing out as well because everybody's curious of things that you know that are coming new and everything like that so i think this is why lgbt has become so popular and also because i feel like these people who are part of the lgbt they stand on their ground very very well their boundaries are very set they know what they want whereas when it comes to muslims us we become a bit wobbly with our beliefs and that's why maybe that's why lgbt has become popular Definitely, I completely agree with you. I think that definitely um, one of the things a lot of people say is that can you be gay and Muslim? And, you know, that is always a very controversial question. And there are just so many debates. If you go on YouTube, you'll see people like Mohammed Hijab talking about these. And then there's also like many, um, you know, YouTubers who I don't want to name. But there are some YouTubers nowadays who almost say that it is okay for you to be gay and Muslim. And, you know, they are, they do have the best intentions. I know what they're trying to do is to make sure that if non-muslims are coming to their channel they don't feel threatened or they feel uh, they might even end up converting to islam because they feel like islam is very kind and that islam is accepting which i know they all have good intentions but or as far as i'm assuming the best they have good intentions but i personally think that also we need to be also very realistic when we do say our comments as well because at the end of the day we also don't want to give false information and say that oh being gay is halal because that's not true and um i think that in terms of can you be gay Muslim I personally think from my interpretation and my sister's interpretation too is that yes you can be gay and Muslim but you also we're going to talk about later on which is that you can't be acting upon being gay like you can't actually go and have a male partner if you're male yourself for example or you can't go and have a female partner if you're female yourself so yes you might actually inside know that you know that you might inside know that you're gay in a way but you might because you want to remain being a Muslim and you want to actually follow the islamic laws you're going to try your best to not fall into the gay path if that essentially makes sense and very very quickly i think that two other reasons that makes lgbc popular is number one i think that you know people having thoughts because of boredom i'm going to be honest with you boredom some people get bored at home and then they start you know going over social media and then let's say if you're a girl and you see some another girl's post you might think she's attractive and then your brain just starts going into this problem solving mode and thinking that oh my god like what if you like this girl in a romantic way and then you know things just spiral out of control and also i think it's because of celebrities social media and books there are so many 
it's actually quite ridiculous there are so many lgbt books out there nowadays like i have friends who love reading these books they're not muslim i had this friend and she just loved reading like you know um lgbt books um and you know sometimes it just feels like you know there's nothing you can do about it but it is your choice to essentially you know get rid of those things that will just take you in that wrong path so that would be all of the things we had to say about what made lgbt popular of course, and that's absolutely true. But now comes the most important question of this, of this podcast episode, which is all about what does Islam say about LGBT community being gay, uh, being gay and Muslim or anything like that. So do you have any um, reference to any Islamic sources that we can relate to in this podcast episode today? Definitely. I actually got this from Surah um, Al-A'raf, which is in chapter 7, verse 80 and 81, verse 80 to 81. And that is, and I quote, Verily you practice your lust on men instead of women. Nay, but you are a people transgressing beyond bounds by committing great sins uh end quote and this is actually something that again um is from the quran so i've taken straight from the quran and this is just completely um just says it and sums it up all because you know there if you actually go on to the islam qa website which we will try to leave in the description box below there is actually and my sister is rolling her eyes because like whenever i say that she has to put in the description (laughs) box and then she just rolls her eyes but anyways we're doing it for the sake of allah but um, if there is an actual article in Islam QA which literally lists all the reasons on why um, being part of LGBT is haram and um, you know as there are so many reasons there I think one of them I saw was the fact that you know we need to follow what Allah originally created and we all know that same quote that a lot of people say and unfortunately um, people who are part of LGBT say, say to the people who say these quotes that oh my god you're a homophobe but it is the fact that it's Adam and Eve and not Adam and Adam like it's just a fact and that is exactly what it shows that Allah originally created a man and a woman and the man and the woman then had kids and that's just how it continues and also the fact that a male and a male in a relationship they can't have a baby and a female and a female in a relationship also cannot have a baby i know that some people like use surgery and other techniques nowadays to have a baby but naturally the only way you can have a baby is through a male and a female Mm -hmm. so you know allah wants to make sure that we originally and we keep this natural thing just like for example we're not allowed to have tattoos because we want to stay original we're not allowed to shave our eyebrows these things they need to be kept in a preserved original state and even our nature like we should not be littering we should not be wasting water because water these are all things that are natural created by Allah and if you want to change things then that just shows you're not being grateful to Allah and I know that some of you might think that oh like this is my natural temptations and blah 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 but you need to understand that Allah always wants the best for you and that this was the natural way he wants you to be created if it's like if you're trying to you know if you know that a table is used for you to sit down and to actually write on but you go on and use the table instead to do something completely else like kick a football like instead imagine trying to use a table to kick a football like that doesn't make any sense imagine trying to get the chair's legs to kick a football instead of your own legs like you're just completely just you know everyone who has created the object they know what the purpose is and if Allah knows that your purpose in this world is to actually you know follow things in his rules by the book of Allah then I personally think that that is what you should be following. And he knows, he's the one who created it. So he knows the instruction manual. He knows the book. He knows the reason why he created this. So um, obviously this Quranic statement also said, practice your lust on, on, uh, on men 
instead of women, which is obviously talking about the gay men. They actually practice the lust on men instead of women. And of course, it doesn't mean now we're only saying that lesbians are allowed. We're obviously the statement refers to all LGBT people. So as a woman, you're not allowed to go and like another woman romantically. Um, and also, one last thing I had to say was the fact that, you know, of course, when it says lust, that doesn't now mean that you're allowed to have boyfriends and girlfriends. I just want to clarify everything in case a non-Muslim is listening. Um, so make sure that you also, of course, make sure that you're keeping everything halal and that you leave it to marriage. But generally, in a marriage and in a relationship, it has to be a man and a woman and not the same sex. And even things like bisexual is just haram oh hell yes <laughs> of course and that's basically a really really well way to put this because it is such a big thing and people have so many misconceptions and of course if you have any more questions please do feel free to send them to us but at the end of the day we are not imams and we're not sheikhs as well so you need to go to our local mosque and ask them questions that you fully trust that imam that they're going to give you a really good answer they're going to give you a good enough knowledge but the only thing that i would say and the only thing that i could find honestly is a story of Lut and his story about you know homosexuality and how in his um time there were a lot of people who were performing these kind of actions where which were very unnatural and you know they were completely against the sharia and everything like that so that's all i can say and if you want a really good reference to Lut salam's story and you know how to know more about this and everything like that because i cannot really say fully because it is a very self-explanatory story but if you want that then please go and um, go to youtube channel where there's ikra cartoon and they have like prophet stories for all the prophets in the description box of course i will put them but at the same time i just wanted to remind you all that if you want more detail and also if you want to have um if you don't like watching videos and you're somebody who's not on YouTube that, mu that much, then please go ahead and buy this book from Ibn Kathir, which is all about the stories of the prophets or prophet stories. And there is 30, I believe, 30 prophet stories or something. And that is a really, really good investment because you can get to read all the prophet stories in one single book in a, in a couple of pages. Not a couple of pages, but, you know, in a very well detailed and he's very verified, um, you know, person who, you know, makes hadith and everything like that. And it has a reference to all these kind of Islamic history related things. So I highly recommend to read this story of Lut salam. And now I cannot read the, the next question, what it says, but um, hopefully my sister can clarify. Um, and that is what do you do if you have temptations and if you actually um, feel like you might be part of LGBT as a Muslim and you have listened to this podcast and you're not sure what to do? Okay, so this is for somebody who is experiencing temptations as a, let's say, a Muslim who might be thinking that they might be gay or lesbian or whatever. So I would say that I've, I've watched this amazing video on YouTube about this guy who came from Italy. I'm not sure which nationality he's from. Maybe he's been, um, Bangladeshi, he might be Indian or Pakistani. I'm not sure because his face was blurred, but he was actually gay and he he's a Muslim as well. And he said, and he was with Ali Dawa when he was in this video. And he said there's a very good good few points that i just suddenly remembered when i was thinking about this episode and i wanted to write down i didn't watch this video um i think I, the last time i watched it was a few days ago or maybe like a week or two weeks ago but the first thing that he said that made me feel really like wow this person is so genius and the first thing is that he, he takes his temptations as a test like you know how some people might be straight like example like any normal guy he has a temptation towards girls he he takes instead of that as a temptation um, as a test as well for himself because he has it with men and that's even worse if you know what i mean because you cannot necessarily marry them 
in the Sharia, if you know what I mean. So he takes everything in his temptations, whatever he might be feeling towards another man as a test, and he needs to pass that test. So he's not going to go and fail that test just because he has temptation. So he's very um, self-aware about himself in that video. I've seen him and he was very, very self-aware about himself. And he knew that, you know what, these temptations are just a test for me. I'm not going to give to them and I'm going to control them and they're not going to control me. So he was very, very good in terms of being very controlling, self-disciplined about himself. And the second thing that he said, which was very, very good, is that... Um, He's not going to break Allah's rules, no matter what his um, temptations are, whatever he wants to do. He's not going to break that because he knows that Allah has made him in a certain way that he knows that Allah has you know, made him capable of being able to do certain things. You know how some people um, can get married if they have these um, lustful temptations. Let's say if a guy has a lustful temptation towards a girl, he can just marry her and then they can he can fulfill his lustful temptations. But he cannot do that because he is gay. He cannot do that with another man. He cannot marry under the Sharia another man and fulfill his lustful temptations. So he takes that again as a test and he's thinking that he's better than a person who is, you know, might just be completely normal in this matter so he take he took that as a test and he's trying to pass that so that was very very nice to hear because usually when you hear a muslim and a gay person at the same time they might be very very angry towards you or they might be thinking that why are you offending me like why can't i be a normal human being why can't you treat me normally but he was taking everything so nicely and seriously and he was explaining himself really really well and the last thing that he also suggested that he he also fasts regularly he prays regularly he does everything that a muslim does except that the fact that he does not have any you know um he doesn't he doesn't see the woman the way he should or he he only sees men yeah he doesn't, he, have he doesn't have attraction to his woman yeah and that's absolutely normal because he's not doing anything wrong he might have those temptations but he's not acting upon them and that made me feel like that brother is absolutely amazing definitely so it shows that you know just because you are gay and muslim it doesn't mean that we're not going to accept you into the muslim community you're always welcome of course but um you also need to understand that you need to kind of follow the steps of this brother and of course it is always hard work and i think that mm -hmm. definitely we cannot force you to do any of this it is ultimately your choice and you have to do this when you're ready as we say for everything in this um everything that we say in this abyss islam is all about your choice it's all about your free will and uh, whenever you're ready to do so but um these steps are really really good um so now i wanted to talk about something that i feel like all of us are going to face especially if you live in the western culture and you live in the uk as a person myself who goes to sixth form uh, in the uk and um I obviously go to a sixth form where they raise awareness about LGBT, where they support LGBT, where they literally make assemblies and posters and non-uniform days all about LGBT. So, you know, it is definitely something that is very, very big. And I myself like have been through secondary school having to witness all of this so i'd like to talk a little bit about what can you do as a muslim in lgbt month and pride month what should you be doing should you be going along with your friends and waving the lgbt flag with them or should you actually be uh you know rolling your eyes at all of the people and you know cursing at them so just to give you a short answer it's going to be kind of in the middle so the first one is to make sure that you actually respect everyone regardless of whichever sexuality they are which our gender race religion we know that this is islam is all about equality and it's about peace and of course we all know that you know again i those muslims are actually very rude and they criticize or they push or they hurt 
LGBT people, they are not doing the right thing. That's not what Islam says. Islam says that we need to respect everyone regardless because remember the respect is what's going to win the hearts of people. So even that person right now is part of LGBT, you never know. In a few years' time, they could be a Muslim sheikh, you know, like they could literally be anywhere and you can't judge them. So what you should do is respect everyone and you'll realize that the respect that you have will not only embody you as a person but also embody you as a muslim if they know that you're muslim and that you're treating like treating them in a nice way then they will start to praise their religion as well and they will be able to realize that islam is very open-minded and they also are accepting by the same time we also have our own laws so make sure to respect everyone regardless of whichever sexuality they are in and secondly is to obviously make sure that you are honest there are a lot of people out there who are going to be asking you if you support lgbt and this again has happened to me before this has happened to a lot of muslims where people will come up to you and ask you oh what do you think of pride month or what do you think of lgbt and i remember that my sister's friend actually said something that was very uh nice and um my sister's friend actually witnessed this man who came up to her and said that oh what do you see me as and he was a gay man Uh, my sister's friend responded by saying that i see you as human and I think that was a really, really nice way of just summing up the fact that we are still treating them as humans and that we still have to respect them but at the same time we can be honest and we can if the, someone does ask you do support lgbt we also are not supposed to lie about our beliefs unless you're obviously in like life or death situation but usually if you're in school and you know that you're allowed to say your rights and your opinions especially if you live in a free country like the uk you should be able to respectfully say in a nice way that you know i actually don't really support lgbt but i completely understand that that's your beliefs and that it's your choice if you want to support that so that's a really nice way of just saying it and you're not going to get into any argument or debate about why it happens and if they do then please refer them to the islam qa article in the description box below or to this podcast episode right here and um the third thing that i had to say on what we can do in this month is to make sure that you keep doing your good acts of worship if you want to know more information keep gaining knowledge about this topic but of course don't be spending all your time researching about lgbt month i'm pretty sure we have other better things to do in our life and also at the same time you want to also make sure you're giving dawah at this time so again if there are people that are asking you what is islam about lgbt that is a perfect opportunity for you to give some dawah and some knowledge about what islam is all about and how we do respect every one but we just have certain laws and this the, the last thing is to keep making dua for all of the people out there who are like for example like what my sister said that muslim brother who is struggling with his temptations please keep them in your duas because they are very very underrated and not talked about and i think it's very very important to raise awareness that there are so many muslims and brothers and sisters who are trying so so hard to get rid of these temptations so please keep making dua for them and keep them in your prayers so that was everything we had to say all about today's podcast episode on pride month we hope that this gave you a load of knowledge and hopefully we said it in the most respectful way possible um alhamdulillah we have come to the end of our wonderful podcast episode today we really hope that inshallah you've learned something new also if you do not know we upload weekly on islamically independent series here on abc islam if you're excited please subscribe or follow us on podcast platforms such as google Podcasts, our podcast and spotify most platforms are free and you don't even need to log on jazakallah khair for listening may allah bless us all and we will inshallah see you next time assalamu alaikum